Blog Talk Radio. The podcast is brought to you by hcgbodyforlife.com and colinwatson.tv. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international <coughs> HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. If you like the information found in these podcasts, please share them on Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite social media site so others can enjoy them as well. Awesome. Hey guys, this is Colin. Watson, the AC Diet Coach, calling me, I'm coming to you live from Hermosa Beach, California. Brisk Hermosa Beach, California. We had a torrential rain this last couple of days this week, so it's been pretty crazy around here. We actually had a little bit of a flood down here in our, our, our lower floor at my office. Um, still feels a little damp down here, but all is good. It's fixed. Problem solved. Anyway, I'm going to have a continuous from last, yesterday's show, and uh, I usually do a sound check, but I'm still waiting for people to show up. You know, it's funny, for as many years I've been doing this show, I can, I'll can i never know. I always wonder how, if I'm going to be talking to myself. And uh, it rarely happens, but sometimes it does, and I'm okay with that because I uh, message that when I finally decided to sit in this chair and deliver a message or I'll talk about a subject is because I really feel that it has some teeth and that it will help someone along the way. And, and this topic, ironically, you know, I, I, I title my shows and really how good I am at titling my shows sometimes determines how big the audience is. And so when I just speak the truth, like the title of the show was Your Words Have Power, and two, you know, two, because it's a repeat from, or a continuation from last week, um, but also how to stop talking yourself fat. People are like going, you know, they, obviously that didn't resonate because people could be hard lining up on the phone calls. So, but the point is that that is a very true statement that, um, you know, I'm, I'm discovering more and more as I delve into why I have some clients that succeed uh, beyond their own imagination and why I have others that struggle repeatedly over and over again. And in listening to them doing coaching calls and kind of, uh, doing something new um, that I actually learned from, from being coached was uh, recording coaching calls and listening to the listening to them, playing them back and listening to them, and then also letting the, the client listen to them and they find out really um, how their self-talk and how their story that, they, that they've been repeating to anybody and everybody who will listen is really the reason why they're having such a difficult time succeeding with their weight loss goals. And so I find that this is really the most powerful part of the journey that is very seldom spoke about. I mean, almost every weight loss book that I've read, freaking, I don't know how many by now, 100, that, you know, we talk about the tools and the mechanism of losing the weight and the plan and how important the plan is and how great the plan is. And, and like I said, we all have a, we have a great plan, but there's still a reason why some people succeed and some people fail. And those who repeatedly fail um, usually it's because of their dialogue that's going on in their head. So I want to talk about that today. I actually was planning on having um, having some, some live people share their story and how we can kind of listen to um, the dialogue that comes out of their mouth. And so if we have people to come on the call, great. If not, this will be an interesting call that you guys can listen to, and, and uh, I'll just do what I do and, and talk to myself. <laughs> it's quite all right. Anyway, I wanted to start the, the, the show off with a really a powerful um 
question you want to ask yourself, and they said, what would happen if every thought you had came true? What if every fear you had came true instantaneously? Would you choose to speak and think differently? What if everything you thought or said about others came true for you instead? Would you think more kindly thoughts about others? Would you treat them better than otherwise, than you would otherwise? And why is this important? It's important for us to understand ourselves uh, in, order to be, in order to be understood. And because we create our world with our thoughts and our words. And this is, this is so, so powerful and so true. And it's not about thinking positive. You know, I kind of talked about this last week. It's not about thinking positive. It's literally about communicating the words to yourself inside, the, the words you, you speak to yourself inside your brain, the words you speak out loud in everyday conversation. Um, and so we had last week, and I'll recap from last week before I move on to this week's continuation. Uh, for those of you who may not have been here, um, last week we talked about some of the words that we call low-energy words uh, versus the high-energy words, and I gave you some switch words we call the switch game. This is a game that Jay and I play with, you know, basically every day, that every time if something comes out of, out of, out of our mouth that is a, considered a low-energy or low-frequency thought or word, we ask each other how to rephrase, rephrase that, that, that wording or that statement because it literally impacts the outcome of your life. And it could be, and for some of you who, if you actually get this message really clearly and you actually process it and, 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 and practice it, there are circumstances that you're in like right now that you can literally change, instantaneously change the direction of which your life is going by starting to, to change your thoughts and start taking in some higher energy stuff. And if you're really deep down into it and you're really having a tough time and life looks almost impossible, it's going to be very difficult for you to grasp that. But I also find that when those who are really deep down and life sounds impossible, they're also open to trying something different because the fear is so overwhelming and the pain is so overwhelming that sometimes the only option is to try something new. So I hope that um, either way, where you are, that you'll, you'll listen to this message. And... Um, you know, so some of the, the high frequency and low frequency words we talk about things that we the things we say every day and don't really give it much thought. Um, you know, we say things like that's not bad. You know, it's not bad. And uh, and the switch word, what 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 the opposite thought your subconscious mind needs to hear because you have to understand the subconscious mind doesn't understand the the just you know the, the adjective before the word that you're using that may be low frequency. So when you say that's not bad, it doesn't understand, it doesn't register not, it just thinks bad. So it literally goes into the file cabinet. If your mind, if your body was a computer and had, had millions of files in it, it starts looking through all the files that have any kind of bad feeling, bad thoughts, bad experience that's attached to it, and it starts bringing those files forward in order for you to access them. In other words, making you feel even worse. Um, so by switching your language and switching your thoughts, switching the way you use those words, you actually can send the subconscious mind into the file cabinets looking for good feelings, uh, successes, things that actually make you, make you feel better. The subconscious mind is like a light switch. It's like electricity. It doesn't, it wants to say yes to whatever request you give it. Therefore, if you give it a negative request, it goes, sure, no problem, I'll go find it. And if you have a positive request, it says, sure, I'll go find it. It doesn't ask you, are you sure you want me to look for that file? It just does it. So not bad would be that's quite good. In other words, your subconscious mind is going to hear, hear good and look for, good, look for things that are good. 
no problem. This is something that we all say when someone says thank you. And you go, oh, no problem. And really what you've done for yourself and for them, you basically told them to search for files that have problems. Look for problems in your life um, versus just simply saying you're welcome. So the switch word for that is you're welcome. Um, that's bad uh, is another thing that, you know, someone tells you a story, oh, man, that's really bad. And in that sense, that, once again, all the subconscious mind hears, regardless if you're directing it towards someone else, and that's why that phrase, that per- opening paragraph is so important, that if everything you thought or said about someone else would instantly come true for you, would you think differently and speak differently when it came to other people? So that's when you kind of look at these responses that are come off knee-jerk responses that are natural. You think of them and kind of go, hmm, okay, so, you know, um, uh, don't worry. And uh, the switch word for that, well, that, I said that's not bad. It, it should be that's not good, which means the subconscious mind, once again, looks for something good. Um, don't worry. Um, you know, that's another thing that people say, don't worry about it. It's okay. Don't worry. It's all good. Whenever you say, while you worry, all the subconscious mind does is exactly what you say not to do. You know, um, when you, if I say don't think of a pink elephant on roller skates um, jumping a ramp, you, your mind instantly thinks of a pink elephant on roller skates jumping a ramp. So the, the fact is, is that you, that's your subconscious mind throwing that picture in your head. It doesn't have the ability to say not or to not do what you tell it to do. <laughs> um, so it does whatever you tell it to do. So don't worry, is you're fine. you'll be fine. I mean, you're fine. Everything's fine. Um, it's too hard. This is something I had a coaching client today that he said, you know, I know it's going to be hard. It's really harder, a lot harder to, you know, to do, lose the weight this time. Following the protocol is a lot harder. And, um, and we had to do, a, our, you know, our switch, switch game. And the thing is, it's just it's not easy. You know, it's not as easy as it was last time. It's not as easy as it was yesterday. And what happens is your subconscious mind looks for the times that, that losing weight was easy for you. Because like, they're talking about weight loss. That when losing weight was easy for you, and it tries to find, to pull those successes and pull those, those feelings and circumstances around what made it easy for you into your life so you can actually have an easier time of it. Uh, I'm sick. You know, like some people, you know, I'm just sick. And, and the point is I don't feel well. It's a switch word for that because, well, it's going to ask if your subconscious mind, once again, is going to look for feelings of being well and well-being. Now, I know it sounds redundant, believe, believe it or not, but the point is that we don't think about this on a, on a daily basis. We don't actually access this part of our brain. The conscious, the conscious mind runs, runs the, you know, has 10% of the control. The subconscious mind has 90% of the control. So if you're listening to this right now, you're listening to the, you know, with, the, with the conscious intent, but the subconscious mind is hearing the conversation. So we're processing the conversation. Um, I forgot. You know, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. But that happens is that you end up forgetting a lot more things. You end up uh, pulling up things. And you, you don't pull back things you forgot. So when you say, I don't remember, you know, so the switch words, I don't remember, it actually helps you remember things. It actually helps you remember files, pull, pull up your memory files. Um, I've been working hard. Switch word is I've been working well. That means it makes work easier versus harder. You're just solidifying the fact that work is hard. Don't cry, which I think was a very powerful one. And the switch word for that is that's right. A lot of times when people are having an emotional state, which is really the connective fiber that they need in order to um, in order to anchor something, good or bad, 
a lot of times people will kind of go, don't cry, and they'll put something in front of them or give them a tissue and interrupt the process or just tell them not to. And really, the, the, you know, saying that's right and giving them permission to actually go ahead and do that and putting their hand, putting their hand on their shoulder or their back and letting them, letting them actually process those feelings is actually a more healing um, option than not. So we have some callers calling on the, uh, coming on the line, so I want to just do a real um, sound check to make sure all this time I've been talking. This is 17 minutes that actually has been recording. Uh, so if you guys can hear me clear, please press 1 on your phone and push your hand up and let me know that you can hear me fine. And then push 1 and put it down again, and then that way you know you can hear me. So please, yeah, there you go. Everyone did that. Perfect. So we're glad to see you got some callers on the line. That's cool. Um, so we're just recapping uh, some of the low energy and high energy words from last week. And if you weren't here, I'm going to rephrase. I'm going to re uh, read the, the paragraph that I read before the callers came on. Cause I think it was very important. The question I had for you. Let me finish up the recap for this real quick. Uh, it's difficult. Um, it's something that we, we we use a lot. You know, it's just difficult. It's hard. And when you, whenever you can't find a a word um, to describe what's going on with your life, or, and you don't want to use a low energy word like hard or difficult. Um, this, but it's interesting. You know, it, you know, I'm going through an interesting change right now instead of it's a hard change, because what happens is there's no file for that, and 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 so it stays neutral to allow you to create the the energy you want to create around what's going on instead of pulling up bad uh, bad feelings or or, or things that, that weren't so pleasant. And then try. This is, I think, this is one of the most powerful um, statements in the uh, switch words in the entire collection here. Is that we often say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to try and get there. I'm going to try and lose weight. I'm going to try your protocol." And really, there is no try, right? The point is, either you do, or you don't. But the subconscious mind doesn't understand try, and so therefore, it really doesn't doesn't put anything in action because there's no. There's no, you're not telling it that you want to do anything. You're just telling it, you're basically, you're pondering. You're still thinking. Um, you're still an idol. So your car cannot move forward unless you put it in drive or move backward unless you put it in reverse. So try means you don't move anywhere. So the, the powerful switch word for try is I am ready, which means you're telling the universe you're ready to get started on whatever it is you're planning on starting, which we're talking about weight loss. You're ready for your journey. You're ready to see the results. You're, you expect nothing else, nothing less for success. I think that's very powerful. And but, yeah, you know, my, my wife, Jenny, saw all the time, but the other time somebody put but behind a sentence, um, it negated everything you said before that. So if you say, you know, you look, you look really good in that dress, but you really need to fix your hair, you just took away the compliment by putting but. If you say that, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to lose weight, but I sometimes have a problem eating the right food, you're already basically telling yourself you're negating the fact that what you're saying you're doing and what you're actually doing are two different things. So that's the beginning of the, uh, the you know the recap of last week's low energy work. We had some uh, fat loss ones. I'll get into a little bit in, in a little bit, but I want to read this 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 uh, this uh, question again because the callers on the line, um, those who choose to, will have an opportunity to share about this and also share the share. I, I want to ask them a few questions. So um, it says, what would what would happen if every thought you had came true? What if every fear you had came true instantaneously? Would you choose to speak or think differently? What if everything you thought or said about others came true for you instead? Would you think more kindly thoughts about others? Would you treat them better than you would otherwise? And that, when I came across that, that question myself, it, you know, I was so 
stunned by it. And it was, I think I was stunned by my response to the first one was obvious. Because of course, I would think I would think twice about what I say if every fear I had came true instantaneously. I mean, that's that was a horrifying thought. And you know, and every thought I had came true. I mean, that would that that could be powerful or terrifying depending on how you looked at it. But when it said, you know, when it said, you know, I know I never thinks about this, but when it said, you know, would you, um, what if everything you thought or said about others would come true for you instead? I had to go, wow, wow, that is an incredible, powerful statement because I, you know, I'll speak for myself. But I can find, find myself judging people all the time, you know, judging the fact that they're really committed to what they're saying, judging the fact that, you know, should they be eating something? And I remember sitting at the buffet in Puerto Rico, and I saw a lady just piling on a bunch of, you know, pastries. And she was morbidly over, overweight, and I was like, what the heck is she doing? And obviously thinking back, I mean, and, as, and as I even processed the question, I was thinking, you know, obviously if she felt that she had any other choice in life, that she knew it, if she really had had hope and so that felt hopeless, then that probably wouldn't be an option for her. And so it, it's like, you know, so we find ourselves saying things and thinking things about other people all the time and, and realize that as we say them and think them, we're actually, our subconscious mind is actually saying those things about ourselves. And we're also pulling up those feelings about about uh, ourselves. And so it's funny that Jane and I have a thing that, if we find ourselves kind of picking each other apart or picking other people apart for circumstances or things or having really strong opinions that are seen negative or nasty, we kind of go, wow, we must not feel, be feeling really good about ourselves right now. I wonder what's going on with me. And we take it back we take it back and take it back a step and kind of go, huh, okay, so something's going on with me because that's not who I like being. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. So obviously I got to think about what's going on with me. And it's actually a very powerful uh, tool to kind of go, okay, that's what's going on. So when you find yourself being nasty or upset or, or kind of rude to people, it's really about what's going on with you, and you're kind of mirroring their, their that experience. So I wanted to kind of cover the action plan from last week. So that you, have to, you guys, if you're on the, the show this week and you didn't catch last week's show, this is kind of a continuance um, of what we talked about as far as we went heavy into the low energy, high energy um, words. And, and, and the switch game, if you will, that, that you play with your friend or spouse. And, and if you try to, the goal, the goal is you try. The goal is you, you catch yourself at every moment that you're saying, you find yourself using one of these low energy frequency words, and you switch the word to the positive, to, to the positive option, the higher energy words options. So let's just cover the, uh, the ones that have to do with weight loss. And, and I never asked you guys to send me some other ones that maybe came up for you. But um, let's see. Fat. Um, this is another one we talked about with my client this morning uh, today on the phone. You know, it's like I'm just fat. I'm just so, I'm not as, I'm just not me. You know, I'm just fatter than I usually am. And even though I'm not that bad, I'm still fatter. And I was like, okay, we go. We got to go back to switch game. Fat is not not slim. So you know, if you if you if you find yourself referring to yourself as fat or overweight, obese, um, heavy. Um, try using the word not slim because what happens is, is that your subconscious mind is going to say yes. Okay, how do I help you get slim? Where? How can I pull up times and feelings of when you felt slim? How can I pull up, pull up memories of when you were the slimmest and the sexiest you felt? And that's how you get more of the same. If you're constantly talking about how fat you are and how fat your friends are and how fat your family is and how you just have fat genes no matter how good weight loss protocol is, no matter how closely you think you're following it, you're basically um, 
negating every step you take, every every day's eating, eating healthy because you're actually pulling that energy away from actually being successful at it. And if you don't think it's really powerful, I'm telling you that, that uh, I've seen too many people, I've seen the difference between those who succeed really easily and those who don't, and the common denominator is their attitude, their approach, and their willingness to change or shift their energy. Um, so let's see, um, I'm on a diet, and, you know, that's another thing that, you know, it's funny that I'm looking at these, and a lot of these things I talked to Carolyn about today, which is a client, she said that she wanted to go out, she, was go, she, didn't, she didn't go to a certain event, uh, a gathering, because even with her friends, because she was so worried about the food and what she was going to eat and being asked, because she, she's always on a diet, and didn't, didn't want to have to explain about being on a diet, and so she just didn't go. And and she, she missed an opportunity to socialize. They're very close friends because she didn't want to navigate the questions, the Q&A. And I was like going, well, really? I mean, are you on a diet or are you just changing the way you eat? And she goes, well, I'm changing the way I eat and I'm following this plan, right? So I'm changing the way I eat. So, all right, so you're, you have to look at it that basically diet is, is eating plan. So that's kind of the word I'm taking out of all of my written material and changing it to eating plan um, or meal plan. Because of the fact that this word that we use all the time to describe our, us just trying to improve our nutrition or improve our health or improve our, our, our physical physique is this word diet that has, you know, it's a great buzzword for advertising. It's a great, great search word if you want to sell products or get information out. But as far as communicating to the subconscious mind what you're trying to accomplish, it has very dismal results. So, so basically, eating plan. So I said, what if you? So what if you said that? Uh, I said, well, most of the time, who brings up that you're on a diet? Do people go, hey, Carolyn, are you on a diet again today? Um, no. She said, I usually bring it up because I go, oh, I'd like to eat that, but I can't because I'm on, <laughs> on a diet. So I said, well, what if you just said yes, but I'll do it later? This is a great. This is a tool that Jane and I use all the time. So especially if we're on protocol if we're, if we're, or if we're, and we're socializing, you know, say, hey, you guys want a cocktail? You say, you know what, I'm going to have a cocktail later. No one is paying attention if, in fact, you actually, actually get a cocktail 20 minutes from now or three hours from now or before you even leave because they're too busy having their own. You know, if someone says, you know, don't you want some of that bread? You say, hey, you know, I'm going to have the bread later, but I'm going to eat my meal first and then see if I'm still hungry. I mean, it's really on how you look at your circumstances and look at the environment you're in and what you're bringing to it. Usually what the fear you're bringing to it, the, the low energy words that you're using to any situation or conversation is really what's driving the conversation for other people. Um, mo- and especially because I know the size that Carolyn is, I know her weight, I know that it's her overall physique, that she does not look like someone who needs to be on a diet, for example. So bottom line is she's trying to get the last 10 pounds, last 10 or 15 pounds to, to feel like she wants to feel um, that she knows, to, know, to look how she knows she can look. In other words, so anyone to look at her is not going to assume that she's on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a kind of weight loss plan. Even if you were on a, if even, if there's plenty of people that are, that are heavy that, that aren't on a diet. They're just eating and they're enjoying. They're like the lady that I saw in, in Puerto Rico. She wasn't on a diet at that point in time. So no one's going to walk up and ask you if you're on a diet unless you speak it, unless you start talking about it. So 
same thing with having cocktails. And this is the perfect time for the holiday season for you guys to learn how to navigate these conversations so you don't have to feel like you have to skip out on everything. Now, it is about making choices, and, and, and the, the key lesson that I was trying to, to, to um, share with Carolyn was, was the fact that you have to, we have to start learning how to say yes. Saying yes but also making choices that are the best choice for us. And so I, you know, I told her to, you know, to use a, a, a scale and between one and 10, because ultimately this is going to, you know, you can lighten up your way through, through life or you can keep learning how to say yes to yourself, but just not right now and not today, maybe tomorrow. So for example, if you're having a bad craving for something and you feel like you're going to get in the car and drive to McDonald's, excuse me, I'll be a little drink of water. Why don't you say, you know, I'm going to have McDonald's. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and have it tomorrow. I'm going to have it tomorrow. Not today, but I have it tomorrow. And so you can look forward to it. Now, if you get to tomorrow and you still want it, then you ask yourself on scale of 1 to 10, what, is it yes or no? What's the number I have? Give me a If I have to get my 1 to 10, ask yourself, 1 to 10, give me a number. Your subconscious mind is going to give you a number. If that number is, eight, if that number is 7 or below, then your, your, your innermost being, the person who, who's really controlling who you are versus the 10% that impulse you is going to give you a number. If it gives you a seven or lower, it means not today. I mean, if you have to play that game every single day, that's fine, but, or every single hour, that's fine. But the point is, that's the number. If the number comes in eight or higher, and this, is, this could be about any decision in your life, guys. I mean, this is, this is fact, right, that your subconscious mind is going to give you a number. And the, you choose where the scale is on that number. You can, so you can have five being the number that you're saying that five is the number. If it's below five, it's absolutely not. If it's above five, between eight, it's a maybe. And if it's eight to ten, it's an absolute go for it, right? Um, but the number, what's going to happen is that you have no control of the number that pops in your head. And so what happens, you just have, what you do have control over is listening to that voice, listening to that subconscious mind. So you're at the cocktail party, you're at the party, and you see the dessert tray, and you've done your due diligence for being prepared by, like, like Carolyn. She's, the party starts at 6, or it starts at 5, she's not getting to 6, 6.30. She already has had her dinner, so she's not going to the event heavy, I mean, heavy, hungry. It's like going to Costco hungry and having those samplers everywhere you go. Bad idea, right? So she's going there, not hungry, and then she has a choice of going, you know, and just said if they, you know, they're not having wine today, you know what? I'm going to have vodka, and, I'm going to have vodka and soda, and she ends up having a club soda with wine. That way, nobody looks, nobody, she, she looks like she's having her cocktail. Nobody's bugging her because we all do have some of those friends that they got to, you got to party with them, otherwise they can't seem to have a good time. And so you, you can play that game with them, or you can choose to have your cocktail and choose wisely and go, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll deal with the consequences and I'll get back on tomorrow. But the point is to saying yes, getting to have the saying yes instead of saying no. This no, no, no to every aspect of your life is really what makes it difficult for you to get through the day and make, make positive choices because no, I shouldn't have it. No, I can't have it. No, and it's first to saying, do I want it? Yes or no. Is it going to serve me, yes or no? Is it the best thing for me right now? So that's the question you want to ask, ask yourself and your subconscious mind. Is whatever it is, whatever X is, the best thing for me right now? And if the answer comes in at eight or seven or less, then you know it's not an option. Just no. Okay, great. Thanks for answering that question. And you move on versus you struggling over should you eat or should you not. If it comes in at eight, and you go, okay, I'm going, to eat it. I'm going to eat it, I'm going to enjoy it, and I know there's probably going to be some consequences for my choice, but tomorrow's another day. I'll just get right back on track and we'll move forward. You'll be surprised that when given the permission yourself, when you give yourself the permission to actually 
love yourself enough to make the very best choices for you, you find it difficult to kind of go off, uh, off, off, what's the word, off protocol or just out of, out of the, drop outside the lines. I mean, think about how much adverse pushback that I get and that you may have when you when they said, okay, you got two load days, eat anything you want. I want you to eat all day, every day. Every every hour I want you to stuff yourself. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that's horrible. I, I want to get fat. I don't want to gain weight. I, I, I can't do that. It's like, really? <laughs> okay. I, I tell you, of all the phases that we talk about, I don't get so much pushback on phase, phase two. You know, people who do, oh, $500, I can't do that, until they realize what's actually going on, until they understand the breakdown of what that 500, 550 calories looks like. Um, they realize it's really a lot of food when it's clean food. But the biggest pushback of all the phases is phase two, because first it's shocked that someone's giving you permission to do it. And then they kind of go, well, I don't, I don't think I can do that. And then what happens is, you know, seven out of ten people really don't even don't even load correctly because they, they suddenly have permission to do so, and it's not so appealing anymore. Um, and so it's very interesting how the subconscious mind works when you actually give the permission. So um, work on saying yes. Um, slow metabolism. You know, like I said, part of the story, and uh, most of us have when you have weight problems, is that there's a story behind it. You got slow metabolism, you're hypothyroid, your parents are fat, your whole family's fat, you've been fat all your life, whatever the case may be. But bottom line is, I have a slow metabolism, so we say my metabolism is moving faster. Um, uh, it's not as fast as I'd like it to be because all the all the subconscious mind is hearing is fast, faster. Move faster. Metabolism move faster. It doesn't understand not. Doesn't understand any kind of negative word you put in the descriptive word you put before the good word, which is whatever it is you want. Um, I just can't seem to lose weight. This is a, this is a mantra that I hear from a lot of people. No matter what I do, I just can't seem to lose weight. Or I just can't seem to keep it on. So the switch word for that is that I'm getting slimmer by the day. Because ultimately, if you're on any type of eating plan that has to do with Making healthy food choices, you know, proteins, vegetables, you know, fruits, nuts, dairy, and whatever, and and you're having you know moderate amounts of that, and 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 in percentages, you're having more of those types of foods than you have of processed foods and what have you, then you are getting slimmer by the day. It may not be moving as fast as you want it to, but the the fact is that your body is getting healthier, it's getting leaner, and it's getting slimmer by the day. So the point is you use the words that are truth. The point is that you, the fact that you cannot lose weight, if you're on, a, on this weight loss protocol or any weight loss protocol and you've already lost 10 pounds, that's an actual, actual fact that makes no sense that you obviously can lose weight. Now, if you're stalling and you're struggling and you're cheating, that's not you not being able to lose weight. That's you making choices that don't actually benefit you or serve you. So it's not really the facts. So I want you to start speaking words that actually make sense in the reality of your life. Because, because in the conscious mind, we, we're basically in, in a state of, of delusion 90% of the time. But that little 10%, we're in delusion, we're in fear, we're in anxiety, we're angry, we're, which is also fear. We're constantly worried about what's going to happen tomorrow and, and an hour from now and, and six months from now. And instead of being in the, and the reality is, are you safe right now? I mean, I'm safe right now. I'm safe in my home. You know, all is good. And that is our reality, but we constantly live in this state of just craziness and delusion. So, Let's stick with the facts in your life and see and use those facts as a high energy output. Um, I can't stick, I can't seem to stick to any diet plan. Uh, 
And and really, the switch words for anything I choose to start, I finish, or any meal plan or eating plan that I choose to start, I finish. Because that happens, your subconscious mind looks for all the accomplishments you've had, all the successes you've had, every project you started or finished, every idea that came to your mind that you actually brought to fruition. It brings those feelings, it connects those feelings to your current circumstance and makes it a lot easier for you to achieve what you're trying to achieve. I hope this really makes sense, guys, because it is really the, the coup de grace um, to really getting what you want in every aspect of your life. But right now, I'm talking about those of you that are struggling with the one aspect of your life that you seem to be on this call for, that you will listen to this call for, and that is getting your health back and getting your, your level of physique back in the body that you want, right, the body of your life. So um, my whole family is fat. You know, this is another story mantra that because your whole family is fat, you're predisposed to being fat. And really that's just, you know, that is, you know, kind of being a part, a product of your environment and a product of all the language, all the words that are coming to you from everyone around you. Now, it isn't, you know... Um, it isn't surprising that the majority of the people in your life will, will usually, not always, will usually resemble you in one way or another. So if you happen to be really overweight, there's a good chance that, that, that your circle of influence, your spouse, your children, your relatives, your friends are mostly overweight to some degree. They might be overweight, they may be more overweight than you or less overweight than you, but they usually are um, you know, birds of a feather kind of thing. If you happen to be physically fit, you happen to have more friends that are physically fit to eat certain eat certain way because it's easier to dine with them, right? It's easier to dine with people that kind of eat eat the way you eat and kind of make the choice you make you all sit at the table and kind of make these fun you know modifications to meal like we do with our friends Joe and Heather and Debbie and Jeff and and the other people we hang out with. Um, so you're kind of a product of your environment. So if you kind of think about it. If you're trying to succeed, if you're the only one in your, if you're the only duck in your flock, right, or geese or whatever, however, the duck's flock, right, or geese too, and you're the one that makes the choice to move forward outside of that, outside of that path to lose weight and to get healthy, you realize that, that the challenge starts with also your circle of influence because you won't be able to go very long before they start telling you you're looking too thin, you're losing weight, are you really going to be sticking with this, how's it going? And until you actually show your certain influence that you actually have a level of seriousness and that you're actually, you, actually are, you actually are succeeding and, and will succeed, they usually don't pay attention to you. They're, and subconsciously, they're just trying to derail you. It's not because they're mean or nasty or, or you know, not good friends. It's because when we shift, when we make a shift in our lives, we cause, it's almost like this vibration, like an earthquake amongst your friends. It causes a movement, and it, it forces people to either have to stand still or move along with you. And those who are not ready to move get very uncomfortable. So the easiest thing they can do for them is to stop you from moving versus move with you. So it's just one of those things you have to think about in the, in the, in the plan, in that, in that plan to succeed. How do I plan on doing this? when I know that the, my circle of influence, and this circle of influence could be spouses, significant others, children, best friends, relatives, all well-meaning people. But at that point in time, they're not ready to make a shift that you're ready to make. And so you, are, you have a little bit of an uphill battle unless you are completely aware of your options and you've made a game plan that you're going to start surrounding yourself with um, high-energy, high-frequency information. So what that looks like, and I'll, and I'll go over that in a second, but 
little thing, just tapping into something that's positive. And, and I have a super sensitive uh, broadcasting mic here, guys. So if every little sound I hear, if I hear my wife's voice in the background or a dark dog barking, you're probably going to hear it too. Um, just know we're at home and live is real. So um, just it's just it's all good. Just bear with me, will you? I appreciate it. Um, I forgot what I was saying now, but I said that. Anyway, so for our circle of employees, so, so basically you, if you plan you're going to make this shift, you kind of got to go, okay, is everyone else going to make this shift? Who else is going to make this shift? They're, they're probably not. So what is my game plan? And so you start, you start surrounding yourself with positive um, audios. You start, you start listening. I tell people, listen to one of my podcasts. There's like 100 and something, over 100 and, I don't know, 30, 40 of them. Plug in the podcast every day. You're very, you're really finally being negative, right? And you'll probably get some information about what you, what you're possibly doing wrong right now, and help you correct it. But you're taking in that positive energy. You're reading something positive first thing in the morning when you wake up and open your eyes before your mind chatter starts to take over. You want to try and you want to, put, you know, read something positive, read a positive book, inspirational book, something that inspires you either in your, if it's something that whatever it is, if it's weight loss, working out, whatever, if it's just decorating. But you also want to take in some 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 uh, positive feedback from from people that are that are actually on the on the level or the realm you want to be on. Because you understand if you you know my mom used to say if you lay down with dogs you get with fleas, and not your friends or dogs or fleas. But the point is is that before you're able to be the cream and rise above, you have to you have to pump in as much positive stuff to get you on that plane. And usually usually if you're really really solid in that foundation. Those people that love you, they follow you, and you end up being the person that leads instead of the person that follows. Okay. Um, last one is I'm always hungry, and the, the switch work of that is I'm not full. You know, I'm not I'm not full. That's so your subconscious mind looks for feelings of being full and and looks for feeling feelings of when you felt full, not just full physically, full of love, full of confidence, full of of desire and full of, um, you know, passion and, and motivation and inspiration. Every word has power, and it doesn't have a singular power or singular meaning. And so when you start using these higher frequency words and start letting go of the ones that don't serve you and don't work for you, certain things start to happen. You know, it's funny that uh, coming back to Carolyn because the conversation was a couple hours ago, when I said, okay, Carolyn, how, so tell me your feedback. How much weight did you lose this week? Uh, how much weight you lose this week? And we already knew that she had a three-day stall. So we talk, we're talking seven days. She had a three-day stall within that day that she had at the end of doing an apple day near the end of the week. And so I said, how much, I go, how much weight did you lose over the seven days? And she goes, well, I only lost four pounds. I go, okay, did you hear what you just said? So you had a three-day stall, which you lost no weight at all. You had the exact same weight in seven days, but you lost four pounds. So that's you lost a pound a day, and, and the stall simply wasn't because of dietary errors. She's just she's breaking through a, a weight set point because um, she's getting closer and closer. She's literally 19 pounds away from her ideal weight. So there's going to be some pushback. But the point is that only that word only comes up so much in what I do for a living, in talking to people, coping, coaching people, asking about their journey, and it's always this, this only thing that, I, that, I, that for some reason it, it just my ears kind of just go. They kind of tweet when I hear it, because ultimately it's that it's that never satisfied mentality. It's like you know what? It doesn't matter if I lost a pound a day. It doesn't matter if I lost two pounds a week. It's that I'm always going to be in this state of just not satisfied and these these low energy frequencies. So when I said okay, so I'm going to have you repeat back to me 
this statement. So I said, so you're going to talk. So I'm going to ask you the question again. So Carolyn, how did you do this week? How did you do this How did you lose this week? And you're going to respond back by saying, Colin, can you believe I lost four pounds and uh, in seven days, and I spent three of those days stalled. That's pretty remarkable. And I said, absolutely, that's pretty remarkable. That tells the subconscious mind to look for more reasons to celebrate than not. When we played back our whole week, we said, I, I grade her throughout the week. And I said, I'm going to grade you for the week. And you grade yourself. So my grade was an A plus because she chose to not go to the, no, go to the party because she was, wasn't sure she was going to be able to navigate the food situation. Now, granted, her reasons behind it and her fear factor we talked about and gave her solutions for, but the point was, instead of just going and saying, epic, she went, you know, I'm not strong enough for this event, but I have another event coming up tomorrow, actually, that I'll be a lot stronger for. And hence, we had a session today. So A plus for that. She also went to another function where she, um, some kind of show where they had plenty of desserts and everything, and she had nothing. She had nothing. She went there. She was over there for a couple hours, and she had nothing. Came home. So she, she survived. She survived two events um, where where she could easily have made different choice. She recognized I made a stall, so I'm going to actually eat something else. that's going to make it even worse. So she's like, that's cognizant. And the fact that she followed the the, the, the protocol, did what she was supposed to do to treat to deal with the re- to remedy the stall, and had a successful week of losing over losing four pounds, and, and we will know her inches because she's like doing an interim measurement tomorrow. So um, that's pretty phenomenal. And so what happens is she was, oh, my God, that was a pretty good week. That programs her subconscious mind to look for more excitement, for more successes. And as you find more successes and more successes, it's easier for you to be successful every single day on your protocol. So let me go back to a couple of little things, and I'm going to open the lines. I want, I want one of the brave people, or maybe two, we've got um, good 40 minutes, to – Share your story, if you don't mind, and, and then we'll listen to it, and we'll go through it, and we'll see if we can switch anything. So don't try and change anything you're thinking right now. That's kind of hard, right? I'm telling you that, and you're, you're going to change it anyway, but we'll see how you do. Um, so some of the, some of the uh, action plan we had for last week, so you guys can kind of follow along for last week, was read a list of top optimistic high-energy words um, that you can get. So if you're going to make a list of them, or you can basically, um, basically read some. I, every morning I get up and I read something inspirational, a book. And I have like three books going at the same time. All of them are in the same space. Um, well, either how to do something, how to get better at something, how to um, be better at something, how to be more successful. That's just, I, I, I can't read other books that, you know, we call them uh, autobiographies, autobiographies, whatever it is. Uh, you know, those are true stories about really powerful people that, that I find fascinating. Um, write down your, your daily to-do list and check off three essential to-do, things to do. Uh, which are three most important, the three most important ones. When you're done with those, count any other tasks that or accomplishments as, bonus, as a bonus. Um, you regain a sense, a sense of self-worth and pride and accomplishment. So, right, so if, and I'm, this is something that I've implemented because I have to, because I have a to-do list every day that's, that's beyond realistic. And so I had to basically write down every morning, write down what my to-do list, and then check the three most important ones, which is really a challenge all by itself because they all seem important to me. But in essence, in reality, there's always only one or two that's really urgent. And so we said three. Three that have to be urgent. Those are the three you're going to take care of first. And get them done. 
Uh, and depending on the time of day, if you, if you, if you can't, but you just know those three before you put your head on the pillow, you're going to take care of those three. Anything else you've done, any other tasks you've taken care of ahead of time is just a bonus. And what happens, once again, the subconscious mind gets to celebrate successes and then we'll get look again tomorrow for how to create more success in your life. Um, let's see, number four. Uh, let's see. Pick one of the things you do, you do from your optimism mood booster list. Now, if you haven't read, but I've read, you know what that is. But so what I basically did is um, I had one of the suggestions was to write down. Okay, my dogs are outside, but no one else is outside. That's not good. Um, sorry about that, guys. Um, I wrote down a bunch of um, uh, affirmations, things, and things I wanted to accomplish, and. Um, I cut them up and put them into a bowl that's in the house. And basically every day I just pull one out and I look at it and say it seven times to myself or if it's something that I need to do, like um, take care of me. And I, you know, I make sure I step in my yoga class and, and I get ready to go back to working out training. Here I have another more week of recovery from my surgery and then I can go work out. But yoga is something I've, I've gone back the last couple, day, last couple days, really, last, this last week. So it's always something. I never know what it's going to be, but I pull it out, and if it's an affirmation, I, I read it seven times throughout the day. I kind of carry it with me in my pocket, uh, put it on my desk. And if it's something for me to do for myself, like go, go do something for myself, yoga, go, go, get a, go get a manicure, pedicure, go get a massage. The point is just taking time out for yourself and you're rewarding yourself to give yourself an opportunity to understand that the process you're going through, regardless of how, how structured it may be, there's always time for you just to enjoy the process. The more you enjoy the process, and I'm talking about the weight loss process, the more success you're going to have from it. The more you bitch and gripe and fight every tooth and nail about how horrible it is and how hard it is and how hungry you are and how it's just tough and not fair because it's Christmas and you can't eat this and can't eat. Trust me, you're, you're literally just making yourself miserable and you're limiting your success exponentially. Um, what's the last one here? Oh, okay. Um, change your physical state. Stand up, um, stand up, shoulders back, breathe from the top of your lungs, eyes open, and take a few deep breaths. And you know what, guys? This is something that um, I learned that I didn't, I didn't really know. But physically, physically, you know, so you ever notice if you ever watch people, you know, the Olympics, and you ever watch the winners on the podium, and what all of them have in common? They're looking up. Their chins are tilted up. They're smiling usually, um, and they have this this feeling of pride that just that, that you can see exuding from their eyes. That physiologically, it's physically impossible to be depressed, sad, mad, or angry when your chin is not tucked in your into your chest and it's actually looking up and forward, and breathe, and you're taking a deep breath and you actually breathe. And, and what we learned about in, in in yoga actually, when you actually sigh out loud, it actually tells the central nervous system that you're okay. So you know, people who scream sometimes, it's really the, it's really the body's mechanism to, to tell you that you're okay. Um, you're okay, but in yoga or in karate or any type of, uh, or even in working out and training, you're breathing in and breathing out, it's telling, us, telling us your central nervous system that you're okay. So the fact that you push your, if you tilt your, your, your chin up just slightly, you put a smile on your face, you look up towards the heavens or the sky, you take in a deep breath, no matter what state you were in prior to that, will vanish instantaneously. It's literally physically impossible to be sad, mad, afraid, or depressed in that state. 
So if you are feeling any of those things and you continue to feel those things, you're actually choosing to feel this way. They're out front. You're choosing to feel this, this way and continue to choose to feel this way. But all you have to do is change. You physically change your state. And you actually can change those emotions. Okay? Um, let's see. Consistently surround yourself with, with supportive people you really like and enjoy being around. Key point, they say the best for last, right? You know what? That's one thing about, you know, why, why people love communities, why people love, why, why they like forums and weight loss forums and weight loss groups and like challenges because everybody's on the same page. Everybody's being positive about their journey. Mostly everyone's being positive. Those who are being negative really don't get a lot of feedback. Someone will give you, oh, hey, it's, it'll be okay. You know, just do it again tomorrow. But if you find somebody in the group that's constantly just in a state of bitching, moaning, and miserable, people stop talking to them. They move as far away from them as they possibly can. Um, you know, I find myself quietly moving away from low-energy people. Um, you know, recently we actually had a coaching um, uh, relationship um, we were getting some coaching, and and in the conversations that we had with the coaches, the coach, um, it, when asking about certain things, you know, certain things we ate or did or workouts or exercise or, or, or belief systems, he had, you know, he had an opinion about all of them. That like, like only his opinion was the best. Only thing, everything he taught or said was the best, and everything else was shit. And I was like, wow, man, that's just that's just that's like a very strong opinion. But what I realized that, you know, if you, if you start, you know, you know, putting down, if you find somebody that's putting down people or places or things and that everything that seems to come out of there, even though no matter how smart they may be, and he was very smart, very knowledgeable, had a lot to offer, but obviously there was something else going on there because every other thing, every other opinion was about, no matter what it was about, anything else that was not what he was thinking or believing, he put down. And so we quietly went, you know what, this is not a place I want, a relationship I want to continue because that's not who I am. And I don't want to be in that energy field. I don't want to be around people that are negative and that have this, this constant, you know, cloud of walking away. Not because I don't want to help them. It's, the point is, is that you can't help people if they're not willing to shift. So you tell somebody once or twice, hey, you know, you, you, there's a better way to look at this. And if they go, no, it's going to be raining today. It's going to rain. It's supposed to rain all week. It's supposed to rain all month. It's just going to rain. And I hate the rain. It's going to continue to keep raining. And I just don't want to be in the rain. I go, you know what? Okay, well, then I'm going to go find the sun. You stay here in the rain. And that's kind of how we live our life. So with that said, I want to give you guys an opportunity to open the lines. Now, some of you have your hand up because you just came on the line and you pushed one that's up. So what I want to do um, is everybody push their hand, push um, one once and then put down and put it once again, down again, and that turns out it should turn everybody off. Or I'll just call the kind of hard, I guess, the person who's on. Okay, yeah, okay, that one just went off. Good, and then it's one of the okay, if you just pushed your button off, push it, push it off, like push it again. Everybody push it. No, not everybody. Let me see. Um, if you have a one one ones across the board because you're using like a Skype number or something like that, your hand is up. Um, I, you know, I can't say your prefix, and if you have a seven five seven. Prefix, your hand is up. Right now, I just want you to put it down. So when I go, anybody who wants to talk or share their story, you can push it up again. So if your prefix is 757, press 1 on your phone. The telephone number starts with 757. Yeah, perfect. Now, if you know you're using some kind of Skype line or something that, that would only, that would not show a number, there you go. Now, everybody's hand is down. I love you guys. Thank you. 
play to play to it. So now let's go back up again the Skype line. So I'm going to answer, open the line and say, if you have a, if you want to share your story, tell me what your what your struggle is, what the problem is, what's going on with you right now. We can go ahead and do this, and let's kind of have like a little mini coaching session to see if we can figure out how to get you back on track. So um, the hand that keeps coming up right now is that one 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 person that that is on a Skype line. So I'm going to open your line to see if that's if you actually want to share. So your line is open. If you're one one one, speak. Tell me your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Colin, Jason, Jay here. How are you, buddy? Jason, Jay, good. How are you? I'm good, actually doing you, really well. I'm actually doing super good. Um, I want to thank you again for everything you've done throughout the years, and uh, I also want to thank you again for communicating the way that you communicate. It's very refreshing, and it's nice to hear that you do care for humans and uh, for friends like me, and I'm glad I'm back. All right, so Jason, you're you're good. You're a good candidate because you got a story. You got a story to tell because you actually were telling me the other day <laughs> on your story. On your story. Yeah. Um, so yeah. let's start. But let's start with you while you're on, on the line. So you and I talked a few years ago. You did the yes. protocol. You just just discovered the protocol for the first time. You had mad yes. success. Mad success. Then you had some like financial problems. You couldn't afford to keep buying whatever. But Correct. then we don't talk for a couple of years. And you said you gained back all that weight plus some. So Correct. You've been you've been obese for how 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 much of your life? I would say a good. Um, Probably most of it, yeah. How old so I would say um, 47, going to be 48, January 2nd. Oh, you're, you're close to All right, so when was the last yeah. time you remember being, remember being, I don't know, thin? Thin, thin or thin. slim? Um, never. Yeah. But I've actually been through, uh, you know, when I was actually uh, slimmer, my dad used to, you know, you know, used to tell me that I was fat. So I wasn't, but he told me I was, so I believed I was when I was younger. Um, unfortunately, um, I was at what? 185. What, what age though? What age? Oh, um, how old were you? I was, uh, what? Um, 16, 17, 18. Okay. So you're a teenager and dad tells you you're fat, even though you weren't fat. You weighed what? 160 pounds? No, 185. 185 pounds. Okay, 16. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna. So you gradually went up. Uh, do you mind saying how much you weigh now? Is that something you feel um, comfortable talking about? I don't mind saying. Uh, 300 and what is it? 83 pounds. 383 pounds. Okay. So you got a journey ahead of you, right? Now, when you yeah. two years ago, or two years ago, or three years ago, when we first talked, how much did you weigh then? I started. I started out. I started out at uh, three forty-eight, so close to three fifty. Okay, and what did you get down to? I got. I got down to three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you lost like fifty-seven pounds over there. No, no, I lost about thirty-five pounds. Thirty-five. Okay. So, yeah, it was down to thirty-five. All right, go ahead. Okay. And so, that was in that was in the time uh that was in a three and a half, four week period. Right. Right. You were doing good. You were you were doing good and you had some setbacks. Right. So my thing right. is, is that why do you think that you weigh three hundred and why do you think you weigh three hundred and eighty three pounds? Um 
I I guess I haven't been watching myself correctly, and, uh, and I, mean, I wasn't on any. I mean, I mean, think about it. Okay, you, you I, bel- I, be- I believe it's emo- I believe it's emotional. It's emotional. emotional. So you're an um, emotional eater. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you obviously didn't get the 385 overnight. So did you like have years where you're like you were obviously at 16, you were 185, and you got the 200s, and then you get when did you break out from the 200s to the 300s? Like how, how long? Did uh, that take? Probably when I was about 38. So we're so between the ages of say teenager or let's say 18 to 38, you were sub 200. 250. 250. Okay. Two, and you're what? 250, five, 260. Right? 511, yeah. 511, yeah. So you're kind of a big guy. Um, so tell me what I mean, tell me what, because everyone has a story, right? So I want you to tell me your story. In, in, in like five minutes or less, I want you to tell me your story, how you get from 185 pounds at 16, 17 years old to 387 pounds today. There's something, there's a reason, there's a story behind it. And I'm asking you, and this is like I said, this is kind of a scary thing to do, but, you know, you're on the radio, nobody really knows you, but I know, but I want you to share your story. Why do you think you got from 185 to 300? Uh, God, I don't even, I don't know where to start. Basically, uh, I've just had a lot of emotional problems and such uh, growing up and a lot of downfalls um, and upfalls, Um, but I've always had... um, emotional eating problems and um definitely um it's been it's been kind of a difficult ride and 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 I definitely um I really don't know how to tell the whole journey correctly right now I'm a little tired because I, but um I got you but and and it's also it's also difficult it's also difficult to kind of tap into those you see emotional Emotional, there's something causing those emotions, and you don't have to talk about that because you know some things are really personal and people don't talk about. But I know what I do know of you that you were very successful. You were at one time a very successful promoter, right? A party promoter or or show promoter or something Correct. like that. Correct. Correct. And even uh-huh. with even with your weight, you still were really successful out there in the promotional world. Is that correct. a correct statement? And then That's something up. happened, and yeah. then uh, something happened that that went that 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 stopped. Now, was it, did it stop it because down. it got too heavy? Yeah. It slowed down, or did it, but did it have to do with your weight, or did it have to do with economics? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, like, like, like being, not being able to fit into clothing and not being able to be comfortable in front of people, absolutely that affects uh, of the promotional standpoint. Because I remember, if I, I remember, if I remember correctly, and this is why I'm thinking back a long time, that there was one right. thing you said to me, like, you know, I, I, I don't want to go out of my house anymore. I don't want I'm, I'm staying and, in my house. And, I yeah, I'm, I'm not promoting because I don't want, I'm embarrassed to leave my house. Pretty Something much. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so we got, so, and, and, and so, you know, it's kind of trying to extract stuff out of you, but I, I really, I got to tell you, Jason, that my, I, I get so emotionally, um, I feel for you. I feel for you. I can feel the pain, even though you're not even letting letting go of it, because of the fact it is it is an insurmountable. You think at the time an insurmountable journey to travel from 300 something pounds to 180 pounds. I mean, it's, it, it seems yeah. insurmountable. Um, but one thing I love about what I do is that I wholeheartedly believe that this is the only thing I know that will safely get you there. I mean, people have you know the lap band and that kind of stuff that they they do that really has 
apparently an 80% failure rate, but it does get some people because it shuts off your ability to consume, but it doesn't change your habits. It doesn't change your habits. Um, in the long run, it, it, and my, my, my sister, look, I love her. She had it. She had it. She lost a ton of weight, and she's just as big as she was when she originally had it. And she, wow. she, won't, be mad, she won't be mad at me saying that because it's, it's the truth. I mean, over it's been five, six, seven years now, and she's right back where she started from, if not a little bit heavier. Um, yeah, I've been, always been. I've always from. done the yo-yo. The yo-yo. Effect, yeah. So man, ultimately, let me ask you. So when you walk by a mirror, what do you say to yourself? What's your what's your language? What's your conversation? My conversation is, I don't like what I see, and I definitely want to change it. Okay, I want you to use the words that you use. I can tell you that for me, when I'm not feeling ideal, and I've said this on previous radio shows, I have a, I talk to myself that I, in a way that I would not talk to any child of mine, any human being, any friend of mine, any person that I like even remotely. I have a conversation with myself and say things to myself, call myself names that I would not call any other person on the planet. So Do you want I'm to know what? You, I don't – yeah. So I'm asking you, when I you personally, walk by a mirror, do you, you, you have any kind of conversation like that or no? I don't. Actually, I don't. <laughs> do, you, um, do you say, hey, hey, Jason, I love the way you look, man. You're a hot dude. And, and No, I, I don't love I, the I way I look, you. but I've looked – no, no. I don't know. So, I mean, so, so I what is the conversation? What, what are the words you use? The conversation is I don't want to look at it now. <laughs> I don't want to look at it now. Okay. All right. right. I, I dig that. I get that. I get that. And that's the truth. You, you know what I mean? It's like. I got you. The, the point is, is that I'm willing to look at it now because I'm, I've I've hit a time in my life to where you have to be really ready to do things, and I am right. super ready. You know, right. super ready. So. And I, like and I love the words you're using. Long. I mean, I love the words you're using. I love the, see, the, the conversation you're using now um, uh-huh. is, is different, right? It's different. I'm super ready. You know, I'm, I'm willing to look at it now. Um, uh-huh. you know, and do you want to know what? I really the, do love myself. I really do. And I really have a fun time with myself, at, you know, with my own company. But it, it's it's weird. When you're in your body, you know, it's like when you're just like by yourself, you feel a lot more free. And you, you almost don't feel into your body. It's like an out-of-body experience being by yourself a lot. You know what I mean? And it's a, And you don't really, really feel yourself you know, being, you know, gaining weight or losing weight or any of that because you're not right. facing it, you know what well, I mean? Well, you're also not getting feedback from the outside world either, so you, you can judge right. you're, you're your own barometer. But I want you to look at it this way, and then we'll, and we'll, and we'll yeah. take another call in, in a minute. But, you know, you're I appreciate you spending the time you're, with me, though, by the way. No, 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 no problem. I, I love doing this. I mean, and, and I love you. You're a good guy. You're, you're a fun I love person. You, too. You, have a, you have a great personality. And Thank you. Why are you depriving people from that? I ask myself that every day. I really do. Um, it's, it's, you know, people have to be ready to do things and super ready. And sometimes, and I, I'm shocked on how quick weight can come on. And, and, oh, here's another problem. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I, I've been doing the protocol for years and didn't stop. I've been doing shots for years, and that's the problem. I was doing the shots and eating regularly. Mm-hmm. So I was doing the protocol absolutely wrong, and I didn't stop the protocol ever. 
And you were and you were eating things you weren't supposed to be eating, right? So in and essence, I was you eating nor- normally, like you know, like I was eating like a thin person would eat, right? Now you were eating like a thin person re- would eat. I'm trying to no, follow your. No, I was eating like you a say- skinny person could possibly, like, you know, get away with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hear right, what well, I'm talking about? The point is, yeah, but the, yeah, but the point is on this protocol. I mean, that's one thing about HPV. You want to get fat? You just all you have to do is take it and eat anything you want, and you'll 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 that's gain fat. Exactly that's exactly what happened. That's you want to know what I? That's the point. Is I was screwing up. I was doing the protocol, and fucking up. <laughs> Yeah. Bottom well, so line, and I wasn't, you, and I wasn't following any structure. So right. when I'm doing that, so you, I'm just kind of like, you know, patting myself on the back, saying I'm doing HCG, and and not following the protocol at all whatsoever, and it's stupid. Right. Well, and that's a very powerful and, statement that you, that you made, because you're not the only one that does that. Trust me. Um, uh-huh. And <laughs> I actually, I actually, in between, in between. I want you to know that I took a break for about a week and a half, th- two weeks, off of the, um, taking HCG at all to reset myself to do it. So I'm ready. But you've been doing, but you've been taking the shots for like all year round. Just, just you've three been on, years, a, on the protocol. Straight. Three, I've been buying it. You, mean, you, you may be a lot longer. You may be. You may be, I don't know who, who buys it. I, I, unfortunately, I don't have time to pay with business than that. But I, I can tell you that you. You probably want you probably want to take, give yourself a little bit longer break than that. I mean, that, that's a long, long time to be on on the protocol and just have it in your system and have work. You say you're doing great right now, so you've been on it for how long now? Okay, well, I stopped it for about two, three weeks, and then now I'm back, and now I'm doing it correctly because I did the loading days. Um, okay. I finished the loading day yesterday. All right. And I Today? actually don't. I actually don't like the loading days because they're uncomfortable. <laughs> because you well, know that you're my, gonna... my my case in point that people give me they, get, they resist the days they have permission to eat anything they want. So today was today was your first day. I want to wrap this up. Today was your first day of of, of being on low calorie. What grade would you give yourself? Right, today? I, I, I ate an apple yeah. so far today. I'm about ready to eat my lunch because I my schedule a little. What? Oh, you're the guy that gets up and you, you get up in like the middle of the day, right, or something like that. No, I actually got up really early, but I've been drinking coffee Ooh. and and uh, you know I wanted but to push. You're still not out. following the protocol then. What do you mean? Because you, you ate an apple today. That's all you had today was an apple. This protocol is requires you to eat every three hours the right specific foods. Every three hours, right through. So you know, you have a fruit, and you have your full lunch, your full protein and vegetable, and you have another fruit snack, and your full protein and vegetable, and your last fruit snack every throughout throughout the day. You can't go all day without eating, and then freaking have an apple and dinner. It doesn't work that way. That's still not doing the protocol. Why did I send you the book for you to read it? I, I, I'm just starting to read it and all that stuff right now. Why well, you know what you need to do? You need to stop everything. I'm glad you're. On, I'm glad we're having this conversation live. On the radio, because you need to stop. This is what I would tell anybody who I'm talking to that's doing uh-huh. what you're doing right now. Because of the fact you failed the plan, failed the plan, and you and and you you plan to fail, basically, you just stop. You need to read that book I sent you, cover to cover, and not once but twice. You need to read it. And I and I know you have to think you have to think of your dyslexia or something like that too. I don't care. Read the freaking book because you you you're basically starting this whole protocol again incorrectly. You're going to have very limited success, and you're going to get frustrated, and you're going to still be stuck at 387 pounds. I don't want that to happen to you. So I want you to read the protocol, read the book, read exactly how you need to do it, because that's why you asked me. So you didn't have it. You, you forgot what to do. 
Read it and then start all over again. If that means if it takes you three days from now to do it, or if it takes you tomorrow to do it, that's fine. But if you fail to do this, and I'm telling you, being totally honest with you, if you fail to actually put together a game plan, know what you're doing, know exactly what food you're supposed to eat, go to the, go to the grocery store and make sure you have in your refrigerator. I went to the grocery life. store. I have everything. Well, I have everything. Well, we don't know if you do because you haven't read the protocol. So you may have. We don't know. We don't want to get into the whole thing, but you may have fruits or vegetables or proteins in your in your refrigerator right now that aren't supposed to be consumed on this protocol. I'm just saying you may. You may not, but you may. Because if you haven't read the food list, if you haven't read the book, if you haven't read how to exactly go about phase one and phase two, then there's a 98% chance you're doing it incorrectly, which means you're completely wasting your time. And once again, you're going to end up frustrated and right back where you started from. I don't want that to happen to you. So promise me, why switch over to the next caller, that you're going to open up your PDF and start reading that book and not stop. don't start the protocol again until you finish it. Because ultimately, your first day is a bust. You get a fail. You're great for the first day. And I, I hate to do that to you because I always want to give you positive reinforcement. Yeah. But I, I also don't want you to frustrate yourself to be right back where we started from and wonder why I failed again. I didn't, I'm doing it right. You're not. Eating not starving all day and eating an apple later at 7 o'clock and having dinner at 7 o'clock is not successful. You may lose weight tomorrow, but on day 10, you'll stop losing weight and, you won't, and you'll, 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 inch, you'll crawl and inch your way to nowhere because, number one, you, you, you're, you're loading. We don't know how effective that was now. And, number two, the way you're eating, you're putting your body in starvation mode, and it's going to shut down. It just, it's just, in a matter of three days, it's going to completely shut down. So no fat loss when that happens. It's, it's called fight or flight. The body goes, you're trying to kill me, and it's going to stop. So read. Step one, read the book. Step two, once you're done reading the book, call me. Okay? Okay, question, question. Um, on, I, I got the 10,000 10, uh, MUs or whatever. I use. I use. It's 40 I days use. worth. Yeah. Okay. So I got the, So how much do I put in the shot and take? Same dose. If you mix, well, how did you mix it? I mixed it with uh, five um, mill. What is it? Um, two liters. Yeah, I mi- two liters. It's supposed to be ten, but that doesn't matter. It, it's all math. So if you put five in there, then your 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 unit should be ten units instead of twenty. Got you. Got okay. You. Or add five got more. You, got you. All right, man. Okay, now what if you're out of static like water? Hey, you're done. You're done. Time's done. i got to move on to the next caller, my friend. Love you. But i got to get some wait for 20 minutes, okay? Call me after you Thank read the you. book. All right, buddy. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, 732, you're on the air. Hands up. Hope you have something to share. Where are you calling from? 732. 447. Hello? Sorry. Hello? Hello? Yes? Colin, what's going on? New Jersey. Who's this? Who's Jigger from Jigger from New Jigger. Jersey. Jigger Patel. How you doing, my brother? Yes, sir. How you doing, Chief? Good, man. Tell me what's going on. Uh, everything is great. Everything is great. I ta- I called you. Remember, I called you a little scared. Uh, <laughs> I put I put the D uh, the vitamin D three shot in wrong on uh, my first day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything you're, else. You survived uh, though. Everything is good. That's good. That's good. Hey, listen. I just had a question. Um. I, I do the protocol. I actually stopped it uh, a few days after I didn't go through with it. I started the protocol again maybe two weeks ago. I just got okay. a problem, man. I, I keep I keep going in eating these these garbage foods. Not not like a uh, big amount. Maybe maybe putting one sweet in my mouth or 
and I, I can see the results. I'm, I, the days I do that, I, you know, the, I, I don't lose the weight. You know, you know, some something you can recommend, I guess, to stay strong. And I, I heard from the guy you were speaking to before. I mm-hmm. since I'm a vegetarian, I don't got my foods lined up right. You know, um, basically, I think I found my problem right there. I'm too hungry all the time. I mean, I'm not eating every three hours. I, right. Maybe if there's other callers on the line, I can be answering questions for them. Well, let me ask you. I'm not eating all the time. Let me ask you a question yeah. first, and then number one, this, the conversation we're having between last last week and this week, I'm telling you, is it, it, in direct. The, the the show I have, this show I'm having now, and the show I had last week, is in direct correlation to what I'm talking about for you and every single person that's been that's doing what you're doing. The point is, it's not the fact that it's not the uh, your your approach obviously needs tweaking, but it's really the conversation that needs tweaking. I mean, bottom line is the conversations you're having all day, every day, in your mind, subconsciously or consciously, that you don't know or you either know about or you don't know about, but you, that you have to take some time to look at and listen. You've got to take some time to ask, to ask yourself, are you using any of these, uh, these low-energy frequencies, low-energy words or phrases? You know, um, that's the first thing I want you to look at. Number two, when you're a vegetarian, are you a vegetarian for religious reasons or or choice or just flavor reasons or food choice reasons? Spiritual, religious region, reasons, you know, mostly. Okay. Okay. And the reason I ask because being a vegetarian on this protocol is challenging. It can be challenging. Yeah. So that it can be challenging because of the fact it's very difficult to get the amount of protein the body needs uh, in these meals that aren't going to also cause the other reactions like having starchy, you know, high starchy foods um, in, in, the, in the protocol. So I always recommend to people that if you're if it's not about religious reasons that for some reason you cannot eat fish or eggs, um, then you have to find the best protein choices for you that you can find. Which I do have a PDF that has alternative protein choices for vegetarians that I can email to you. Ideally, if in fact you can, if it's not about your your religious reasons, your belief, and you can actually walk come come away for just for a short period of time. For the 26, 43 days, or whatever it needs to go to be to be what you call um, 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 pescatarian, you know, actually taking in seafood and taking in eggs for protein, your your results will skyrocket exponentially because it's giving the body a real protein source it can use. So, choice number one: if you can do fish and seafood, if you're willing to do that, and that's not against your religion, if you will, um, or your belief system then that's going to help you get better results temporarily. And you can go right back to being a vegetarian once you reach your goal, but a full vegetarian, but substitute. If you can't, then you have to really look at the protein options of, of all the vegetarian choices you're having uh, and make sure that you're getting as close to, you know, a half a gram, which is, you know, to a gram of protein per body weight um, in your overall meals. And so that means you, you're going to need to pay attention to the food, food combinations and actually track your foods. It is the only way, really, to get high-level success being a vegetarian. You have to you have to pay more attention to the quality of food you're getting and exactly how much of it is protein-rich. Does that make sense? Yeah. But most of I mean, uh, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, first, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use you a little bit before I get somebody else up on the line. But um, and I think my Over. friend Kim may be on the line. But I, I want you to, to kind of tell me what do you think the reasons are that you're making these two? You get on a protocol. Like, how much do you weigh right now? I weigh 260, 255 in the ballpark. I'll call you. 6'1", 6'2". 6'1", 6'2". Big dude. Uh, what's your ideal weight? Your goal weight? 225. 225. 225. 
right. So you got 40, 35 to 40 pounds, which realistically men can do 40 pounds in 40 days with their eyes closed. All they got to do, all they got to do is follow the plan. I mean, literally. I did, it, I did it. I did it before. I know you did it before. And you think, and you think, let me ask you this. This kind of this weird phenomenon with this protocol that makes absolutely no sense in the real world when it comes to things. If you have a millionaire, if a person makes a million dollars in their lifetime through some sort of idea, business venture, work hard, and they, they, they become a millionaire, and something happens and they lose everything they have, to put the, the, you know, in an instant, they go broke in an instant. The odds of that person becoming a millionaire is about 80%, again, because of the fact they already know the road to get there. They already know the road. Now, interestingly enough, with this protocol, people come out of the gate, they have mad success, freaking the best success they've ever had on any protocol ever. They go to repeat mm-hmm. it. Now they know. See, the first time they went into it, they weren't sure. They were doubtful. They probably were skeptical. But they did it because they were afraid to mess up. So they're very, very strict. They did it, and they get great results. They come back to do it again. Now you have a knowing. It's like running the four-minute mile. Everybody, once it was broken, everybody, everybody ran a four-minute mile. They had the capability to do it because now you know you can lose weight successfully. You know you can drop 40 pounds in 40 days, but now what are you doing? You're sabotaging yourself. You're screwing the pooch. You're making these, these silly errors um, and making choices to not get you there. What do you think is causing that? Because it's not the protocol. So why, I'm asking you, why do you think you're making those choices? Again, I think I'm, I think you know uh, exactly what you said is right. You know, when you do it the first time around, you know, I follow the system to the T, and then the the second time, uh, you know, I can I can have a little bit of that. Maybe I won't hurt. You know, it, I did it before, and the results don't come. But you, you, have get it, evidence, you're, you're but you get evidence that it doesn't work. You get you get instant feedback that what you're doing is not working. Why are you still repeating those same mistakes over and over again? No, you know, see, what happened with me was the last, this time I'm doing it, I did lose about six. I went from uh, 255 in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. I went from 255. I went down to, I think, 247. Uh, 247, yeah. So I lost six, seven pounds. And um, and then it, it stalled, and something happened, and I, I just kept getting so hungry. And I wasn't eating because, I, again, I didn't have much food to eat. And, it, again, it's going against the protocol. And probably when you're saying a week later when you're just eating two or three apples a day, your body crashes. And I, I, okay. I couldn't – and I'm, I'm pretty strong. You know, I, I'll, I'll weather right through it, no problem. And uh, well, that's, that's, that's not designed to do that, though. All right, so yeah. let me, I'm, interrupt, I'm interrupting because we only have a certain amount of minutes, and so I, 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 I just want to make sure that we get – I don't want to run out of time. So no, my, no, thing is, is that, my thing is, is, is I'm going to ask you a question, and, and I'm not going to, I don't want you to answer it. Right? I want you to answer it. I want you to think about it and answer it because you're, I'm asking you a question and you're giving me every answer but the actual answer. And, it, and it maybe because right now you just, you, you, it's, a, it's a knee-jerk thing. But I want you to, because this is really the difference between you actually walking away from this experience having success or not. So I heard a couple mm-hmm. things. You know, you, 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 you were losing weight. You felt good for the first five or six days and you started getting hungry. And I, one of the things here, it's psychological because the ACD doesn't work one day and stop working the next. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't do that. It doesn't. You're not just not hungry for the first seven seven days, and suddenly you're hungry unless you have no more fat, right? So ultimately, it's not. The, <laughs> it's not your body's physiology. It's your mind, right? So there's something right. going on with your with your mind. And then you said, well, you didn't have the right amount of food or enough food. If you didn't prepare for success, that means if you don't have a refrigerator full of food options that are usually prepared two, three days in advance that you can just literally go to the refrigerator and pull it out, reheat it, and eat it, you're already telling yourself you're willing to be subject to circumstance, 
Whatever happens that day, I'm just gonna I'm gonna respond to it or react to it, which means it's already a plan for failure. All right, so you're already telling the universe, like I said, you're trying instead of doing. You're trying, we're saying, I'm ready. So the thing is, is that when I tell people that it's okay not to be ready, it's okay that this time is not the time. It's okay, you know what, that you know, sometimes even doing, trying, to, trying to lose weight through the holidays is a very challenging thing. A person has to be very deliberate in their choice to say, I'm going to choose right now when I have the most amount of stress on me. Because yeah, holidays are stressful. You know, Christmas is stressful for the average human being. It's just, it's just buying stuff, getting stuff, you know, being the plan, planning event. It's just stressful. So really, it, in height, it heightens your ability or the, the effect of possibly having things that walk into your life that, that mess you up. So what I would say is that you need to back away from it, just like I was telling Jason, and write down before you write down what is your plan of attack? What is your plan for success? Write down all the things you need to do to be successful this time around and what you did last time to be successful, and then repeat that. Because if you were a vegetarian last time and you lost 40 pounds in 40 days, then obviously the being a vegetarian is not your problem, right? So if you were, if you were, if you were able to do it once before, you had a no, different no, mindset. No, no, that problem was. Last time I what? wasn't vegetarian. Last okay, time well, I, I I had um, egg whites and chicken. Okay, and so did you it, did you suddenly get devout to some new new religion to now and then? Exactly what happened. Did you really? Yeah, just me. I wasn't spiritual, not one bit before, and I learned why I should be a vegetarian. And now there, there's absolutely no way I would be able to even you know put any okay. put any meat or you know anything in my That's mouth. That's fine. That's fine. But if you're going to stick to the plan, then you still need to write out a plan. Of, you need to plan. So you need to, you need, as a vegetarian, if that's your lifestyle, I'm going to close this real quick because I want to get the last caller on here. If, um, if that's your lifestyle, then you should already know, you should have a list of all the vegetables, vegetables that, are, that you can eat with on protocol and every vegetable combination that has the highest level, level of protein in it so you can actually discern that which vegetables you're eating that are going to provide you protein, sufficient protein, and which ones are going to provide, provide you your, your, your complex carbs. And you're going to choose the three fruits that you have, which are only the apple, strawberries, and uh, grapefruit. And you have a plan of what meals you're going to be making with those foods. If you don't do that, if you don't have that, you're already planning to fail. So your homework, my friend, is to figure out what foods that you can eat that have the highest level of protein that are in your vegetarian realm. Also to figure out what your game plan is, how you plan on succeeding, what you need to do to succeed, and what you did last time to succeed. And until you have that all done and written out and broken down, then you can call me back and we can do a session together where we, have a, we put together a game plan for you because now I can't do it right now. But if you do that, I'll talk to you. If you don't do that, then it means you're not ready right now to actually get the results you're saying you want, which is okay, and just call me when you're ready. Like, fair, no, that fair Colin, can you can you get me that email? How do I? Do uh, you want me to send you my email on, uh, on Facebook? That yeah, the protein, the, the yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. You know the. Yeah, inbox me on Facebook, and I'll actually attach it back to you, or send you the link to it from there. You got it. All right, brother. Thanks, Thanks for the time, boss. I appreciate these calls. It's so YouTube. It's so nice to have a guy on the, the guys calling because usually my audience is, is you know, 90% women, so the guys are coming out of it, which is very cool. All right, 415-572, you're on the air. Hi, Colin. This is KJ Landis. KJ. I knew it was you, KJ. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. All right. Happy Hanukkah to you, too. What's up, girl? I, I know you can share some light. First, I'm going to tell people on the line that are right by having you, but KJ is going to be my guest next week, Monday, right? Monday next week? January 5th. January 5th. Oh, January 5th. Oh, yeah, before we go to to, um, Miami. So January 5th, we're going to talk about her book. 
and her success. She was one of my most successful clients. Now she's a published author in the weight loss space. I'll even say ACG weight loss space. Um, so tell me, tell, talk about that. Talk about your first. Tell me what your wife. What did you have? Something you want to share first, and then talk about that. Yes, I wanted to share that God works in magical ways. Not only is it Hanukkah, but my car was bashed in last night, all the windows, as I left the Hilton, and I was like, oh, Lord, here I am, 2 a.m. at the car, um, everything's stolen, four iPods, a stereo, but my book notes from book number two, which is a psychology book, wasn't stolen, and I said, this is a miracle. So I called the insurance company, and of course I had glass shards in my buttocks and fingers driving home in the pouring rain. So I told my boss, I have to deal with insurance and glass people and body shop and picking up my kids and renting a car so I can't come into work tonight. And then you shifted your show from Wednesday to Thursday, and I said, it's a double Hanukkah miracle. I meant to listen to your call in. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that's the way the world works, man. That's the way God plans it. And I wanted to share with you that my success story can be everybody's success story. I think that, you know, between my two and a half, almost three-year mark, and your five going on six-year mark, with the not only the body of your life, but the exponential growth in your mind power and your heart power and your blessings, I think that the reason why you're so passionate and the reason why you're sharing tough love with your last two callers is because you're a gentle general. You know, you and I share that title. I, my my people that I coach are calling me, gosh, you're like a general, but you're gentle. So I'm like, if you want the body of your life, that will give you more creativity and more, more mind power because the things you eat when you're on the protocol, you should eat your entire life, and then you just mm-hmm. add in the right kinds of dietary fats. It's right. so simple, and if you have somebody or yourself that is telling you, eh, I can do a little bit of this, and I can do a little bit of that because I'm doing so well, that to me is negative energy, or I don't know if you're, um, if you're Christian, they say that's Satan talking, or if you're Buddhist, that say it's the non-mind talking. You want to be in your right mind. So you need right. a tribe. And Colin, you and I are their tribe. You and I are the ones that are able to help them. And there are lots of forums and people commenting on your Facebook and website that are able to assist them in their journey and your daughter and your wife that will say, here we are. We're here for you. Don't mess this up because you're right. worth it. You have to keep saying, I am so valuable. I am worth looking fabulous and feeling fabulous and then being able to pay it forward. Absolutely, absolutely. And th- thank you for that, Kim. Um, and Kim's book, by the way, is called Superior Yourself. It's actually um, a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I mean, you did better than me your first book out. I mean, thank you. Good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, good job. And, um, and we're going to be talking about her, her book because she, she talks a lot about, about the journey after and, 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 and really the part, the part that people have a really hard time with and also the journey itself, and we both share a lot of it. We share a lot of philosophies that are the same, um, but also have that that thought process that you know what what to think about you bring about. And this is really what this whole this whole series of this shows I'm, that I'm will be doing it, and the and the kind of the the direction I'm going for 2015 because ultimately I already know the protocol works. So I know the protocol is per- perfection 
as much as we can get at this point in time. And I keep tweaking it. Like I said, you know, the, my next book is going to have the variations of things that I've created beyond that. But mostly it's also going to be about talking, about really preparing people mentally and psychologically and emotionally for this journey. Like my wife you know, nailed it when she, in her bio of the very first book. She said, this is more of a spiritual journey than it is a weight loss journey. You're going to find out things about yourself that you that you probably didn't understand or know. Now, what happens is people take they don't take time to, to listen to the message they're finding out. They don't realize that, that there's something that the universe is talking to you and it's telling you there's a better way to, to go about how you're doing it. And so people like you know Jigger and people you know people that um, like Jason who spoke today and anybody who is finding themselves on this yo-yo thing of starting and stopping, starting and stopping, it is not the protocol. It is not your willpower. It is your mind power. It is your conversation. It's the words you're using. It's the words you're speaking to yourself. So if you want to call it, you know, the devil talking or your subconscious mind talking or what did you say Buddha was, Kim? Um, something else? You're not <laughs> every the non-mind single person. <laughs> yes. The non-mind? Every yeah, single, non-mind. Yes, the non-mind. Every single person yeah. that called you could, and for the past couple shows, every single person that called you can recite every single page of that protocol by heart. They know exactly what to do. They know the protocol. They know what to eat. They know what not to eat. They know the measurements. What they don't know is that they can do it. They're successful. Right. It's the psychology. It's the psychology right. that's holding them back. I call it won't power. They don't have right. willpower because they're holding on to the won't power. Right. And that's, and that, and that's, that's powerful. And thank you. And thank you for sharing that. We've got one minute left. Um, Kim, I just want to see, you know, it's always a pleasure having you. I look forward to our show in a couple of weeks um, because I know it's going to be a really powerful message. So your, so your shows are always popular, um, and I always love, love to have you. <laughs> I love the co-host with you. So it feels like I got 20 seconds. I got a minute, 20 seconds. So let me shut you off real quick, and I'll close out the show. Um, Thank you. So thanks, Good Kim. Night. Thanks for being here. Um, anyway, guys, just want to let you know so much. Thanks, Kim, for being here. Thanks, all you guys, Jigger and Jason, for calling in. Those of you guys are on the line. And think about the words you speak, your words you have power. And literally every time you hear someone else or yourself um, use a low-energy phrase, a low-energy word, think to yourself. Kind of repeat it in your, health, in your mind and say, you know what, change the words around. Change the way you speak and you will change the outcome of your life and the outcome of your protocol. I promise you. We'll be back. Um, probably not, I don't know if we'll be back next week. It's Christmas Eve. So we won't be back, but we'll be back for Kim's show. And then after that, we'll talk more about how to use your words to get the body of your life. I'll talk to you later. God bless. Thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Different kind of pain